You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the Wall of Freedom. As a consequence, I created the forum as a not-for-profit foundation with the idea in mind of a global village where all stakeholders could interact on the most important issues of our time. Over the last 50 years, I have further developed the stakeholder concept into a global business citizenship approach, stating that business, together with governments and civil society, must be an active and responsible stakeholder in addressing global problems. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back, Patriots. So glad that you're listening to the Patriot Cause. Please share it far and wide. I bring you the truth. I do the investigating work that the liberal media will not. So you can get the truth that is going on, not only in our country, but around the world. You see, it's simple. It's very simple. You either do the research or you listen to people that do the research. And there's many people on social media, many social media platforms that you can go to to get the truth. But at the same time, you have all these memes, all these things. This is why I'm doing the podcast. I cut out the middleman, cut out all the crap that you learn to see on a social media site. And the Patriot cause is for this reason. So you can get the truth and discern in your mind what is really going on. In the intro, that person that you heard, his name is Klaus Schwab, and he created the World Economic Forum. And we're going to discuss this. But I want to reemphasize what you just heard in the introduction. He said a global village where the stakeholders or the concept of the stakeholders are all the citizens. So he's saying from a global control aspect that all the citizens will be able to have input in the control of this globe. Absolutely not. Because he further talks about together with the government. You see, these elitists, it's like holding a carrot. And, and you want that carrot, and they keep pulling it back, thinking 
I got control of you. And this is what they're doing. The corporations, along with the global government, is going to control the world. And he says supporting global problems. Supporting global global problems. What he's saying is there's going to be no more nations. It's all going to be controlled by the global elites, which they're doing right now. Which equals no freedom, no individual freedom across the globe. Only the elites, the power and the money people are going to control this planet, which they're doing a very good job of it. With the COVID-19, just an example. That is just the beginning of what's going to happen on this globe. So let's talk about the World Economic Forum. This is from their website, weforum.org, about the Great Reset. See, there, according to them, there is a urgent need for global stakeholders to cooperate in simultaneously managing the direct consequences of COVID-19 crisis to improve the state of the world and the World Economic Forum is starting the Great Reset Initiative. You see, these people created this issue with COVID-19. They developed it for the purpose of controlling the globe. And they continue. The COVID-19 crisis and the political and economic and social disruptions it has caused is fundamentally changing the traditional context for decision making. This has all been planned. They did this to control the people of the globe. The inconsistencies, they continue, in inequalities and contradictions of multiple systems from health and finance to energy and education, are more exposed than ever amidst a global context of concern for lives, livelihood, and the planet. They don't give a crap. They don't. They don't care about the mass population of the planet. Matter of fact, they're trying to reduce it. This is total control of individuals. And the COVID-19 virus kick-started them. It gave them the ability to get the narrative, the attention of the world out there. So this is the mission of the World Economic Forum. Go to their website. You'll see what I'm talking about. Our activities are shaped by a unique institutional culture founded on the stakeholder theory. 
which asserts that an organization is accountable to all parts of society. The institution carefully blends and balances the best of many kinds of organizations from both public and private sectors, international organizations, and academic institutions. We believe that progress happens by bringing together people from all walks of life who have the drive and influence to make a positive change. This is great political words. This is how it works. But this is at the global level. This is not the President, quote, Biden level. This is the global level of how they are infusing in you, whether you know it or not, that you're going to lose your freedom as a human being given to you by God. And you must bow down to these godly leaders of this world. What's absolutely sad about this is this is not new. It's been happening over the last 200 years. See, German philosophers are the human tools of Satan. You know, Hitler, you know who Hitler is, right? He was in Germany. He took over the whole German environment and then tried to take over the world. But he's just one of the German people that don't care about individual rights and freedom given to you by God. See, they want to be your God. And they think they can solve your problems. And we'll talk about that later. So German philosophers are the human tools of Satan in the last 200 years to continue his evil over the world. They are the new gods of the world. And I'm going to prove it to you. So the last 200 plus years, we're talking about the German philosophers. George Wilhelm Frederick Hegel. He was born in 27 August of 1770. And he died in November of 1833. His principles achievement was the development of distinct articulation of idealism. This was the beginning of this, what is so-called the Enlightenment, when the world started waking up and starting producing people that didn't believe in God, any God. Karl Marx, May of 1818, and he died in 1883. Marx's critical theories about society and economics and politics collectively understood as Marxism hold that human societies develop through class conflict 
This is what's happening in America. Marxism. Class. There are trying and successfully to separate us by class so we can fight. And at some point, they're going to step in and say, this is the law of the land and take control. Young Hegelins, these are the people that followed, followed George Hegel. They drew on his idea that the purpose and promise of history was the total negation of everything conductive to restrict freedom and reason, and they proceeded to mount radical critiques, first of religion, then of the Prussian political system. So these people continue the conceptual idea of government controlling everything. And then we go to Frederick Engels. He was born in 1820 and died in 1895. Engels developed what is known as Marxism together with Karl Marx. All these people I'm talking about are from Germany. Are, are you making the connection here? Last but not least, Frederick Nietzsche, an atheist, but he grew up in a family of Christians. His dad, his mother, his grandfather were pastors of the Christian faith. And he went to left field as soon as he did what? Went into a German college backed by all the people that I'm talking about. He was born in 1844 and he died in 1900. He became increasingly preoccupied with the creative powers of the individual to overcome cultural and moral mourns in pursuit of new values and atheistic health. So he is very famous in this world as an atheist. And the reason is because he thinks even up to the point that he died that there is no God. But there is. You see, all of these people throughout the last 200 years, are forming and creating a new world government, a government across the globe. I'm going to read you some scripture from Second Theologians 2, 1 through 4. Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being Gather together to him. We ask you, brothers, not to be quickly shaking in mind or alarmed, either by spirit or spoken word, or a letter seeming to be from us, to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will come unless the rebellion comes first. 
and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God and proclaims himself as God. This is what they're doing. At a global scale, they're proclaiming themselves of God. Why? Because they have billions and trillions of dollars. They have power that have been given to them by Satan and by people in the countries that they are guiding and leading like sheep to the slaughter. So what is going to happen after this great reset that according to Klaus Schwab is happening? So I'm going to take a break. Listen to this great, great song about the reset. And when we get back, we will continue to talk about what is a soul and what is a spirit, which is the only defense against the lawless evil one of the globe, which they could care less about. We will be right back. We've lived through the pandemic, been choked to death with lies, taught our hatred was systemic with our burgers and our fries. But have no fear, the elite are here. No need to fuss and fret. They've got the answers, it's so clear. We need to be reset. After the great reset All of our troubles will be left behind Thanks to the folks so humble and kind Our life is good After the great reset After we've all been saved Ourselves. Everything's cared for by little elves Just like it should After the party's over And I'm all tucked in bed I'll be a pig in clover Nothing to cloud my head After the great reset No one will have to yearn to be free Everyone wins, it's called equity From up above
reset the world's going to be perfect it's going to be a place that everybody can live in harmony every one of us doesn't matter what country we in what religion we believe in it's just going to be perfect according to the globalists this is from first john 519 in the bible we know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. That's how simple it is. Globalists think humans are like animals, that we have no soul, no ability. And when we die, that's it, it's over. And that's why they're trying to create utopia on the world. Because they want to become gods. And where we bow down to them, then our life on this planet is going to be perfect. Never happened in the history of the world. And it never will. Because humans have a soul and a spirit. We either be with God that created us or not. Why? Because God created us in his image. Not the global image. Not Satan's image. Souls of the world will still exist within this new world, also known as hell that they're creating for eternity without God. Must understand that if you do not have the spirit of the holy God in you, then you have no choice but to live in the world today and, quote, the world that will exist in eternity. But the difference is, if you have a spirit and you're connected with God and you understand he is the person that created you, he is the person that sent his son to save you from your sins to allow you to leave this world and the next quote world of hell that will be created then you have no choice 
but to fall in line with the evil one. So exactly what is a soul? To define what is a soul, I will use a human perspective. A human's, or as humans, we are composed of three parts. We have a body, we have a soul, and we have a spirit. So here's an example from Scripture. Our souls is personally, or a personality. It's who we are. With our soul, we think, we reason, we consider, we remember, we wonder. We experience emotions like happiness, love, sorrow, anger, relief, and compassion. And we're able to resolve and choose and make decisions. The soul is the free will that God gives us. So what is the Great Reset trying to do? History will repeat itself until the end of time. We have always had the Great Reset, as they call it. But this one is a global reset, not a empire or a country reset. It's for the global reset. So what is a human spirit? What is the difference between having a soul and a spirit, which we all have, but if that spirit is not connected with the God that created you, then you're going to spend eternity without him. So I will play a short clip so you can understand what a spirit is. What is the human spirit? We're going to answer that question. You can also discover more on gotquestions.org. The human spirit is the incorporeal part of man. The Bible says that the human spirit is the very breath of Almighty God and was breathed into man at the beginning of God's creation. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. It is the human spirit that gives us a consciousness of self and other remarkable, though limited, godlike qualities. The human spirit includes our intellect, emotions, fears, passions, and creativity. It is this spirit that provides us the unique ability to comprehend and understand. The words spirit and breath, translated from Hebrew and Greek, mean strong wind, blast, or inspiration. This is the source of life that vitalizes humanity. It is the intangible, unseen human spirit that governs man's mental and emotional existence. The Apostle Paul said, Who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? Upon death, the spirit returns back to God, who gave it. Every human being has a spirit, and it is distinct from the spirit or life of animals. God made man differently from the animals in that he created us in the image of God. Therefore, man is able to think, 
feel, love, design, create, enjoy music, humor, and art. It is because of the human spirit that we have a free will that no other creature on earth has. The human spirit was damaged in the fall. When Adam sinned, his ability to fellowship with God was broken. He did not die physically that day, but he died spiritually. Ever since, the human spirit has borne the effects of the fall. Before salvation, a person is characterized as spiritually dead. A relationship with Christ revitalizes our spirits and renews us day by day. Interestingly, just as the human spirit was divinely breathed into the first man, so the Holy Spirit was breathed into the first disciples. And with that, Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Adam was made alive by the breath of God, and we, as new creations in Christ, are made spiritually alive by the breath of God, the Holy Spirit. Upon our acceptance of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God joins with our own spirit in ways we cannot comprehend. The Apostle John said, This is how we know that we live in Him and He in us. He has given us of His Spirit. When we allow the Spirit of God to lead our lives, the Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. As children of God, we are no longer led by our own spirit, but by God's Spirit, who leads us to eternal life. That answers the question, what is the human spirit? On our website, gotquestions.org, you'll find a deeper discussion and recommended resources. If this helped you, give us a thumbs up and click subscribe. Meanwhile, if you'd like to study more, click the bell and check out these other questions. You see, the Great Reset is like Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon back in the day. All these kings that want to take over the world and so forth. And Nebuchadnezzar is one of them. And he destroyed Israel, destroyed the temple and everything. So this is from Daniel 4, 34, 36. At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to the heaven and my reason to return to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised His honor, Him who loves forever, for His domain is an everlasting domain and His kingdom endures from generation to generation. So far, so good. All the inhabitants of the earth are accountable as nothing, and He does according to His will among the host of heaven among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stray by his hand or say to him, what have you done? At the same time, my reason returned to me, and the glory of my kingdom, my majesty and splendor returned to me. My counselors and my Lord sought me, and I was established in my kingdom, and still more greatness was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and honor the King of heaven, for all his works are right and his ways are just, and 
those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. And this is what is happening today. You have all these leaders and these kings, they refuse to accept the fact that there is a holy God in charge of everything. And they must go to him instead of creating themselves as God. And then Nebuchadnezzar said in the Bible at some point, look at the kingdom I created after what you just heard. And he was struck down by God, lost his kingdom, and became insane. Because of the evil in men's hearts, the founding fathers of America knew that we must protect ourselves from any means necessary over the government and evil people. The use of weapons is one way to protect our God-given rights and others and ourselves from evil. This, what, this is what separates America from the rest of the countries, is they understood that the people must protect themselves from the government and evil that is coming upon them. So we're going to talk about, finally, what happens when people are disarmed. Now, in the past, we didn't have guns. People had knives and pitchforks or whatever it was, but they didn't have the legal right to protect themselves, even with those tools. But America's different. And for 240 plus years, this country has allowed citizens to protect themselves from evil using guns instead of knives and pitchforks or whatever. And of course, if you don't have that and you're approached by evil, then you're going to use whatever it takes. So history is full of examples of governments disarming their citizens with the promise that they will protect the state only to be brutally betrayed. What follows is a litany of blood that has been taught in American high schools in nearly a hundred years. Has not been taught. And this is why we are where we're at. 1911, Turkey disarmed their citizens. 1.5 million Armenians were slaughtered. In 1929, Russia disarmed their citizens. 20 million Russians were murdered. In 1935, China disarmed their citizens. 20 million Chinese were killed. In 1938, Germany disarmed their citizens. Six million Jews were murdered. In 1956, Cambodia 
disarm their citizens. One million intellectuals were killed. In 1964, Guatemala disarmed their citizens. 100,000 Mayan Indians were massacred. In 1970, Uganda disarmed their citizens and 300,000 Christians were put to death. So what is the point that I'm trying to make? What I'm telling you is the individual person that has a right to live their life according to God is being taken away from us in this country by the global elites, not by our country. We think about how the Democrats or whatever liberals want to disarm us. They can't. It's impossible. It ain't going to happen as long as we have the Constitution. But what can happen is if you have enough global power, enough leadership in the globe to try to bring all the countries into a utopia environment, then the Constitution will be eliminated in America. And we will have no choice but to follow the evil one that is in control of this globe. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. I ask you, please share it on all your social media platforms, whatever it is. Because if you heard and listened to me today, and you don't know this information, then I guarantee you the people that you associate with, your family, your church, your social media friends, they also have no freaking clue what's going on in this world. America is one thing that we have to fight through electing the right people, doing the right choices, getting involved local, state, and federal. But we also have to understand what the global elites are doing on this planet, which affects our country. And we must elect a president that will refuse to fall in line with the rest of the world in this global takeover. This is the Gunny. Thank you so much. Really, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast. This is the Gunny out. Let's all ring the Liberty Bell. Let's make a Ford and a Chevy. 
It'll still last ten years like the show. Best of the free life is still yet to come. 